How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Friday, April the 9th. Gonna be closing out your week here with some video game news. Once again, not a tremendous amount of it, but at least some stuff to talk about here today. So let's jump right into it. The first bit of news that I have for you here is that Streets of Rage 4 is going to be getting a new paid DLC. It's called Mr. X Nightmare. And this is going to be adding three new fighters, which includes a fighter who actually appeared as a boss in the original campaign. They're also going to be adding a survival mode, though they didn't give very many details about what that would entail. It's just a new game mode. And they're also going to be adding some character customization, where you can actually personalize, like, a fighting style, which is pretty cool. So that's all happening through the paid DLC. No current release date. And then they're also going to be getting a free update out there for everybody, adding a new difficulty mode, some new training options and practice, as well as some free cosmetic options for the characters. So that's pretty cool. Once again, that's Streets of Rage 4, Mr. X Nightmare. It has just been announced that the newest game from Arcane Studios, Deathloop, has been delayed to September 14th. It was originally slated for this May, so that's, you know, a four-month delay. They didn't give much of a reason besides the typical boilerplate delay message, although I'm sure COVID had something to do with it. And I don't know, if you've never heard of Deathloop, it's a pretty exciting new game that's coming out. It's from the people who made Dishonored and Prey. And the idea is that you're basically an assassin that is in a time loop, and in order to escape the loop, you have to assassinate your targets. It's a pretty neat idea, it's got a great aesthetic if you watch the trailers. And it's, all, it's one of the few games in a pretty funky situation right now because it is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, but Xbox just bought the company making the game. So Xbox is officially publishing a game that is going to be a, a PlayStation exclusive. It's quite interesting. I'm sure that's a timed exclusive, but... Anyway, once again, that's Deathloop, heading to PlayStation 5 and PC, hopefully on September 14th. Fun stuff. I want to take a second to talk about a game called Outriders. It's been quite popular over the course of the last week since it released. Uh, if you've not heard of it, it's a third-person co-op looter shooter. And, you know, the company has been struggling with server issues pretty much the whole time. And so they recently announced that they're going to be giving away a community appreciation package, is what they're calling it. Basically going to hand out some virtual currency for, uh, you know, consolation for having trouble playing the game. No details about it yet, but it should be happening sometime soon. And it'll happen at the same time that they bring the first big patch, which is hopefully going to solve a lot of those problems. There's something else happening with Outriders, though, which I find very interesting, which is that a lot of people have now gotten to the end game of it, right? You know, it's one of these games that's intended to be played over and over. It's kind of like Destiny in terms of replayability. And the people who have gotten to the end are now trying to grind for the best possible loot. However, it turns out one of the classes in the game, it's called the Devastator, uh, does not have the same amount of damage output as the other classes, and therefore is much worse at getting the loot that people are trying to get in a timely fashion. And so what's happening is that people are matchmaking to essentially go to a raid, which is a group effort on a complicated mission, usually. And people are just being kicked out if they are a Devastator class. It's this just really strange thing where people who, you know, played the entire game as a certain class are losing a bunch of opportunities to actually play the game now because of a kind of hive mind behavior. So I imagine there's going to be some balancing heading that way to prevent that from happening in the future. At least I would hope so. Okay, last story here. So a recent game was announced called Abandoned. It's from a small indie studio, but it was promoted on the PlayStation blog. It's a cinematic survival game. 
And for some reason or another, the internet just started going wild, thinking that it was a hidden Hideo Kojima game. Now, that's not totally crazy, because Hideo Kojima has done stuff like that, and just, like, made up a development studio for marketing purposes. But there's two important notes here. First of all, it's not a Kojima studio. They came out and very publicly said, I wish we were, but we aren't. We're just a small group of developers making a game. However, this was also confirmed by VentureBeat, who went on to say, hey, we know that this isn't Hideo Kojima, because we know that Kojima is in talks with Microsoft about making their next game. That's a journalistic scoop right there. So their last game was Death Stranding, and they did a PlayStation deal, and now they're at least considering going to the other side and making another game. So we'll see how it turns out. But there you go, that, that's from the rumor mill. I don't usually cover rumors, but it's a slow news day. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in. That's all the time I have for you. My friends, I am in my final week of school ever, and I've got a few projects to finish up. So I'm probably not going to be back this weekend with any variety shows, but I definitely will be back on Monday with the news. And then after that, hopefully it's going to be weekend shows every time, because there will be no more school. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back on Monday. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. I think it was on a weekend show that I talked about the reverence for game designers, where there are a few designers that have really broken out and become a known name, kind of in the same way that, you know, someone would look at a development studio. So obviously Hideo Kojima is probably one of the bigger ones, where it didn't matter where he worked, right? Whether he was at Konami or making his own studio, people were following him and they bought Death Stranding because of him. And he got, you know, publishing deals because it's him. There's not too many people that can do that, right? And I think it's so cool that he can now go to Xbox and, you know, Xbox is interested. Now, there is a problem with it, I would say. It's great for marketing, obviously, right? Like, putting the name Hideo Kojima on something is going to give it legitimacy. It's going to get people's attention. But it also kind of invalidates a lot of work that has been done on the video game that wasn't done by him. Because at least with a studio, you you know, if you go, oh, this is a Bioware game, and then you know hundreds of people work at Bioware. Whereas when you're playing Death Stranding and it starts with a game by Hideo Kojima, it's like, oh, okay, what about the rest of them? So there's the pros and there's the cons, right? There's also, like, if you use the name too much, then it becomes a problem. Like, Sid Meier, the name is just thrown on there now as, like, an accessory. He's not actually involved in every single game that has his name on it. At least I don't think so, right? Let me take a look here. I guess he is still working. Yeah, he's still up for access. But I mean, you know, the first game that had his name in it was Sid Meier's Pirates 1987. And here we are still in Civilization 6. It has his name on it. Oh, I guess these days it just is Civilization that has his name on it, which is pretty wild. That's like a great, that's a great franchise to have your name on. So, okay, well, there you go. I guess that is technically another designer that has name credibility. Who else am I thinking of here? Like Tom Clancy, I guess. He's an author, not a game designer. So that's more of a branding thing. So I don't know. There you go. I think it's pretty cool. Edmund McMillan is another one, right? The guy who made Binding of Isaac. I would like to see more of that. I think if I ever make a video game, I'll throw my name on it. Why not? Because if I make a game and it like unexpectedly takes off, I'm going to be upset with myself if I don't start it with my name. I don't know. I might make a game one day. What do you think? It's actually pretty interesting. I've always been the type of person that's like, I don't know if I could ever be a full-on game designer. Because I have design skills, and I am artistic in some ways, but not full-blown. And also, like, 
I have technical skills and I could be a programmer, but I'm, I wouldn't be interested in being a full blown one. So I've always been at like this weird in between. And so I do. I like this idea of being like someone who helps make games, but is not necessarily a game maker. I'm thinking of something like a producer role. You know, my skills lay in like organization and leadership and, you know, making the creativity happen as opposed to making the creativity myself. It was the same situation of me working in the theater industry. I worked behind the scenes, not 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 in the spotlight. Anyway, maybe I'll make a game one day. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, folks, it's late. It's I'm ready to go to bed. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, until Monday, farewell. <laughs>